Welcome to your show, Fruit for Your Soul. I'm your spiritual life coach, Cardelia Reed, and thank you for joining today. I'm going to dive right into our topic for today, which is supernatural versus the natural part two. And before I do, I've just got to tell you that, do you know, this is my actual favorite time of the day talking to you. Uh, I don't know what time of day it is for you, but talking to you is my absolute favorite favorite time. And I'm not just saying that because I get to share a side of myself that I actually don't get to talk to in daily conversations. And so that's the purpose of this show is to give you inspiration and fruit for your soul. Now, I don't know who you are or where you are or, or what's going on in your life. But one thing I do know for sure, the rain falls on the just and the unjust, just as the Bible says. So I know that everything in your life is not always going to be dandy and and terrific. You may think that everything's all jacked up and something's got to change and I'm not sure what to do. Either way, I want you to be encouraged by listening to this show. And I don't want you to think while uh, listening to me that, you know, I'm this perfect person that can give a perfect message. Well, My entire reasoning for doing this show is because my life has been um, highly, highly imperfect. And I live with disappointments every day, just like you do. The only difference is, and I want you to hear me clearly, is that I understand, which I'm hoping that you're getting ready to understand it, or you understood it already, or you're you're, um, in the process of understanding, how about that, that the supernatural controls the natural, clearly. It's not the other way around. So what I do every day, I arm myself in the supernatural so that when things do occur in the natural, I'm not as affected by it as I normally would. There is protection from the Holy Spirit. There's protection from his angels. Now, I'm going to speak a whole lot about spiritual warfare in this segment, and I'm going to give you examples of the natural as to how they affect us. But, you know, I have to tell you, I was going to do part two of this segment um, Tuesday. Today is Thursday, uh, February the 15th. And I was going to do this on Tuesday, but so many things have transpired since then that has prevented me from doing it. And I tell you, uh, the enemy is working overtime, overtime and trying to prevent me from doing this. Now, I don't know where this is going. I know that my ministry um, is Holy Spirit field, and I know that you can never fail with that. But I will tell you, he is in overdrive, but it does not matter because he has no authority in my life and in this message. So I want you to understand that um, I have challenges just like you. And in lieu of all that, in lieu of everything that's going on with me, um, as far as like my life and going on with you, look at the news. I mean, we just had a serious tragedy uh, with the school shooting. And if you have school age kids like I do, you're very concerned about that. But you have to understand how to arm yourself and your family in the supernatural to protect them from things from the natural. So I think where I left off in our first segment, I talked about uh, something towards the end of that segment of supernatural versus the natural where I said, you know what, I had really, um, these really strange occurrences happen to me when I was growing up. And then my parents would say, oh, you just had a, had a bad dream. Well, that really wasn't the case. Uh, yeah, it was bad, but it wasn't uh, per se a dream. So I'm going to rewind and go back to that. I think almost in every segment I talk about having uh, demonic attacks from the time I was a child all the way up into an adult. And because of that, um, immediately when I was born, I was thrust into this supernatural world, which I clearly did not understand. I didn't ha- I had no idea what was going on. And it caused me to suffer um, every night when I went to sleep and then get up in the morning as if it did not happen. Well, what will happen is I would actually go to sleep and my mind would wake up from sleep before my body did. And in that state, 
you're stuck in a state where you can actually see and hear things that's going on around you that that's not very normal. You can hear the door slam. You can hear things. Get, you can feel things getting on your bed. Something's tapping on the shoulder. Something's jumping you. You've probably heard of the witch riding your back. You've heard of a lot of that. You've probably seen these depictions and paintings. Matter of fact, if you Google online, you're going to see something that says, you know, if you look up dreams and you look up sleep paralysis, you're going to see something called the night hag. Well, I had that particular person or whatever spirit she was visit me probably every other night of my uh probably while I was going through puberty from the age 11 all the way through 14 and then from that age she changed into what I call the what they call the shadow man and that's just demonic in and of itself now I went to church all while I was growing up and no one ever said anything about uh supernatural spiritual occurrences you know demons and stuff like that no one talked about that in church but someone did say hey you know if you feel like bad spirits are bothering you just say you know i rebuke you in the name of jesus and that's the only way they actually truly do respond so i kind of want to clear that up how i got out of that state is by using the name i rebuke you in the name of jesus and i'll have to say it at least three times for those particular spirits to bother me and get off of me so i encourage you if you or anyone you know is experiencing this i don't want you to go into a fear state because they operate off of fear meaning if it feels that you are fearful it will get bigger and bigger and worse all right you're just going to have to arm yourself and even before you dream at night you know get some oil pray over some oil anoint your bed post anoint your door anoint your household protect that so that nothing can come in and bother you at all within your household also there's something called healing and deliverance and then once i was actually healed which is a couple of years ago literally i suffered this most of my life it actually stopped so what occurs is that once you are receptive and know that God wants to turn your life around and use you for something differently, he's going to send people into your life. And as we talked about in other segments, and I'm going to remind you again in this segment, spirits attract spirits. So you're going to start attracting people in your life that really do want to help improve your life because God knows your heart and knows that you want to improve in every aspect, way, shape, and form. <clears throat> so at the end of the day, it's very easy uh, it's easier than you think to ward things off in the supernatural. Now, unless you have other thoughts about that, um, I didn't want to spend too long on that. I just wanted to give you an idea of how my life was um, automatically thrust into this supernatural world and how God has turned that around now to something else. But I want to do two things now. The first thing I want to do is give you a scripture in Ephesians and it's Ephesians three nineteen twenty, and to know the love of Christ which passive knowledge that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us every word in that scripture he means literally God wants to work things abundantly 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 think abundantly he wants to fill us up with so much more so knowing that and receiving Christ's love actually arms you and prepares you for anything that is trying to come against you in the supernatural so that the natural part of your life is not affected by that okay so you got that part right let's go back to the supernatural again once I actually accepted this part of my life and knowing that God wants to do abundantly all of this, there are some things that I found out, okay? There are some things I had to accept about my ancestors. We are all born into this world through family lines. We have zero control over, okay? We have no control over that. Now, um, as an African-American, I found out by the Holy Spirit and through some people 
that um, I was associated with helped me to understand that my ancestors were into witchcraft. And that was a while ago. So it, it made a lot of sense because my ancestors came to me in my dreams and showed me they were into witchcraft. It couldn't be more blatant than that. And they actually manifested in person to show me they were into witchcraft. It can't be more blatant than that, right? So yeah, I'm very serious about God wants to use this abundantly and exceedingly and above all. One example I want to give you is that um, as far as the witchcraft is concerned, I want you to know that um, most people look at that and they think of it as fear and immediately that world feeds off of that, right? Well, that's not how Christ works. Christ is not about fear. He's about love and comfort and joy. So I don't want you to have fear when it comes to that. Another thing I found out about witchcraft is um, they have these dolls and they are these voodoo practitioners would talk to these dolls and when they talk to these dolls these dolls will help them manipulate other people so I want you to think about this when you when you talk about going to a fortune teller or a psychic whatever a median they have these entities that go somewhere in the future and see what's going on with someone else's life and then they'll come back to that practitioner and tell them what's going on in Sally Joe's life well, here comes Sally Joe knocking at the door and Sally Joe wants that practitioner to help them because there's something going on in their household. Well, because of what that doll just told the entity in the doll, whatever, just told this practitioner, this sounds ridiculous, I know, but it's very true. They're able to tell you things about your life that you would you would think they would not otherwise know. So naturally, you've 100% given your power to them already. That's how they hook you and get you. Okay, this is called dominance and control and manipulation. All right. So once that occurs, you're just awed and you're giving your mind. And they'll give you just enough information to keep you coming back for more. But in that, you must pay them money. Right. So you pay them money and you think, OK, now I feel protected. So they're going to help me. Well, they only give you a little bit just enough. So whatever you go out and do is only just enough to keep you coming back for more. So if you can imagine that. That's what they do in the witchcraft world. In the witchcraft world, they imitate what goes on in the true world of Christ and how Christ gives us knowledge and gives us the abundance thereof. Imagine how much more Christ does for us. So I use this example because I want to show you how within my life, for example, how God has taken whatever they used to do, whatever I was born within me, I've been healed, but he's taken that and he's turned it around. And now God shows me everything I need to know to protect me and my family and to have me and to be used as a vessel to help others. Okay. Now I know I just read to you from Ephesians, but there are so many other verses in the Bible where it says, well, God will help you. He will protect you putting on the whole armor of God. Even in the morning, it tells you how to protect yourself. But God says, I want to do abundantly, exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask, think, and according to the power that work in us, which means we don't even, we can't even conceive what God wants to do for us. I think I mentioned to you in the other podcast that I start my days off praying supernatural prayers where I'm warding off. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, I pray supernatural prayers where I ward off tragedy and sickness and disease and uh, death even, and even, uh, problems in my marriage, problems in my ministry, problems in every area of my life, finances, I ward those off. I rebuke them. I bind them. I release them from, um, you know, and 
push them back to the enemy. In other words, they don't belong in this household. And I do that all in the name of Jesus. But there are things that God does that protects me throughout the day and in the processes. The people that have these, you know, God gave gives us all gifts, right? And so we need to learn how to tap into those gifts. So let's just say prophecy is one of your gifts or even instinct or the ability to hear from God. All right. The other day I was driving down the interstate. Actually, this was last week. And while driving down the interstate, you know, I'm going to tell you, I've been driving since I was like nine years old. Okay. And so I'm not intimidated by anyone else's driving. It's very comfortable for me. And I, I find it to be very relaxing and kind of easy. But this particular day, it was a couple of cars on the interstate that was driving really erratic. They were jumping in and out of traffic. I was actually going down 85 South. So I was out of the Atlanta, Atlanta metro area. So it wasn't in the Atlanta area. But um, they were one was jumping in and out of traffic. The other one was getting upset that one was cutting them off. And all this was either it was behind me, then they race and get in front of me. But it was all around me. In other words, if they were not behind me, they'd be beside me. Then they'd go in front of me. So I'm thinking, and it was, wasn't was a way that I could actually speed up and kind of get out the way because it was too much, um, too many cars to do that. So it happened enough for it to get my attention. And so finally, I hear the Holy Spirit say, this particular person, this one particular person that kept jumping in and out of traffic had death on them. And I thought for one second, okay, God, I'm not going to question that. But if this person has death on them, I need to get off the road. I need to literally get off on the next exit and just make make sure the air is clear before I get back on the interstate because I don't want him taking me out along with himself. That's, that was my thought. That sounds a little insensitive, but it's very, very true. And so the second I thought to get off the interstate just to pull over, that particular one car got off the interstate at the same exit I was going to get off initially. And so I didn't have to get off. That is protection. That is protection. I, I can't think of a better example because all of that happened within seconds of the Holy Spirit saying this person has death on them. And then me thinking, okay, this person, he may die soon, but I don't want to be a part of that tragedy in the car accident, right? That's pretty serious. And what the Holy Spirit revealed to me, because I want you to understand, even though the Holy Spirit told me this person has death on them, Cardelia kicked in and said, hey, I don't want to be around this. But the Holy Spirit said, wait a minute, I protected you and know that you are protected. But however, if you ever see that again, how about extending a prayer out for him? It's not too late to pray for him. It's not too late to consider others versus just yourself. That's what I'm talking about when I say supernatural prayers affecting the natural. Okay. I want you to understand that you don't have to just talk to me to listen to find out how many accidents there are on the interstate every day. Okay. You don't have to talk to me to understand how much death is out there in the news, right? I'm going to take you to another verse that the Holy Spirit has uh, pointed out at me clearly um, within the last month. And this is a very serious one because um, it's a clear depiction of what's going on out there in the media. So if you go to Revelation 6, 8, it says, And I looked and behold a pale horse, and his name that sat on him was death, and hell followed with him. And power was given unto them over the four parts of the earth to kill with sword and with hunger and with death and with the beasts of the earth. Now this sounds really frightening, I know. And the average person that reads this think, oh my God, this is a doomsday parade. What can we do? Well, there's not a whole lot you can do except what God promises to do for you. You cannot do anything by yourself. 
You cannot do anything in the natural about this. Okay. I'm going to repeat this again. Then I'm going to give you examples of each of these. And I looked and behold a pale horse and his name that set on him was death and hell followed him. And power was given unto them over the four parts of the earth to kill with sword and with hunger and with death and with the beasts of the earth. The four parts of the earth pretty much covers the earth, doesn't it? It's not just the United States. Can we agree with that? Okay. Now we got that part clear to kill with sword. Look at what's just happened in the media. Look what's constantly happened in the media with the shootings and the killings. And look what's happening over overseas with all of the, the blasts and the bombings and the, the suicidal bombs and all kinds of things like that. And with hunger, there's so many people starving to death on this earth, children and, and women. And ki- I mean, it's just so much hunger in a lot of third world countries and with death, a lot of sickness and sorrow and dying. You know, I'm from, I'm from Tuskegee, Alabama. And I got to tell you, ever since I left there in 94, I mean, I go there all the time to visit, but there is so much death there. There's so much sickness. So many people getting sick and dying. Not just young, not just older people, but younger ones also, but it's not just there. It's everywhere. People are just dying so much now from a lot of these illnesses, cancer and all this and that. And with the beasts of the earth, this one is a horrific one. You know, the alligators killing the kids, the babies, alligators attacks, snakes. I mean, the snakes are so unsettled. Now, even in the neighborhood I live in now, we had like this mass, um, I want to say a mass exodus of snakes coming out of the ground. Not just any snakes, water moccasins, poisonous snakes. The point that I'm trying to make here is that I I think you really understand what I'm saying. Okay. This is supernatural 101. Um, It talks about death and hell. Hell is just horrific. Okay. So it talks about the four parts of the earth, meaning everyone is under this. All right. No one is an exception to this. Not you or me or your family or anyone else. So how do we help with this? How do we, how do we stand protected? How do we stand, you know, comforted in a time such as this? Let's go back to the supernatural and talk about our prayers. Once again, I want to remind you how much Jesus loves you and wants to do above all exceedingly above all that we could ever ask for. We have to believe that in our heart first before we do anything else. And I don't want you to get too stuck on the death and hell part because that's not our job. Our job is to do exactly as Jesus asked us to do. And that is in the supernatural way, know that God himself, Jesus is in the supernatural. You obviously, you cannot see him with your naked eye, right? You have to go by feeling him, which is what a lot of people don't worry about doing because, hey, if they can't see him, why bother, right? Well, you have to be intentional as to seeing him with your supernatural spirit. Close your eyes and imagine him. Imagine him. Right there, you're already acknowledging that he's there. Know that God is with you and God loves you. He wants to protect you. He wants to comfort you, give you joy, peace, restoration, and all that you can ever imagine. He wants to give us life exceedingly above and beyond. He wants us to pray and spend time with him every day. And protect ourselves and our families in the spirit. And always know that there's not one prayer that you can't pray that wouldn't be able to ward off these kinds of things. So I'll give you an example of a really good prayer. In the mighty name of Jesus, I bind and release any arrow the enemy is pointing in my direction of sickness, death, horror, destruction of my marriage, um, desolateness, confusion, anger, pride, 
enviousness, anything in my heart that's not of you, God, that the enemy is placing in my direction, I render it null and void in the name of Jesus. You can fill in the blank. Fill in the blank of whatever problems that you're having in your life. All I know is that you have to fight it in the supernatural to get the natural results. As I sat down here today, I have to be honest with you. Um, I think I mentioned to you before that the enemy is working overtime, um, even in preventing me from doing these messages. I sat down and I was very careful about saying my prayers this morning. But even that, I was disheartened because in the natural, I didn't feel like it. I was just really hurt and disappointed from things that are, I'm not going to tell you the enemy's not going to keep trying. He's going to try. It doesn't mean he's going to be successful. So my problem is, just as yours, I was disappointed that the enemy was trying. Okay. And so with that, I still set my prayers towards it off. As I sat here and right before I started, I put my hand in my arm and I said, God, what are we going to talk about today? And literally the moment, this very moment I thought that I heard some birds singing so loudly, so beautifully in my ear. I turned around and I thought they were in the room with me thinking who in the world left the window open for the birds to come in. And I looked around, the birds were outside, but I knew immediately that was God's comfort and joy telling me regardless of what's going on, just do what I have you to do and you will be just fine. And here I am telling you the same thing. Do what God is telling you to do. Follow your instinct. Listen to that voice inside of you. Right is right. Wrong is wrong. You can never go wrong with that. You know, even if you are constantly questioning the natural, if you're questioning what you see or what you don't see, try going into the supernatural just once. Just try it and see what kind of results you have. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Just remember that the natural cannot take place without the supernatural permission. And I really do hope in this, um, this went by really fast, actually. This is at 22 minutes already, that I have quenched your supernatural thirst. Um, but I've got to give you one more example that's truly on my heart. And this is why I tell you, I, I love this so much because sometimes I find myself doing this. I don't want to stop. And I didn't feel like that initially. So I'm very thankful for the, to the Holy Spirit for showing up and um, giving me the motivation and strength for doing this. But um, I will get into this in my next segment. But I want to just tell you, if you're believing God for something in the natural And you've been praying about it in the supernatural as I have. And I have been on this thing of what we feel are delays, delays in the natural, even though, you know, in the supernatural, you have prayed and you've asked about it and you're just not seeing the natural results. One example that God keeps giving me is the example of Lazarus. And with Lazarus, uh, Jesus clearly showed up what Mary and Martha considered late. God heard them uh, the whole time. And when he showed up, he wasn't saying, you know, he wasn't agitated saying, you know what? I told you I was coming. Why, why were you doing all this crying? I don't understand. He wasn't agitated. But one of the things that he did was cry too with them. He was sad as well. Jesus wept. And that's one of the most powerful, uh, powerful sentences in the Bible. Jesus wept along with them, even though he was the one that they considered late. Right. So it tells me even in that, regardless of what we're going through, God goes through it with us as well. He's sad when we're sad. He feels what he feels, what we feel. So after he wept, he performed the biggest miracle 
that we know of in the Bible when he asked Lazarus to come forth. But before he asked him to come forth, he had Martha roll the stone away. And that stone represented a hindrance that was keeping Lazarus from walking forth. So he didn't need her to roll away. He asked her to roll it away because he wanted to show us an example of, you know, what what is keeping Lazarus from coming forth? What is keeping our miracles from coming forth in our lives? So what is keeping that supernatural breakthrough from coming forth? What is our stone? So I want you to think about that right now. If you're thinking about and you're asking God for something the supernatural and it has not occurred in the natural, what is your stone that's keeping your miracle from coming forth? What is that hindrance? And regardless of whatever it is, ask God to show you, God, what is my stone? What is it in my heart? Or remove the stone away in the name of Jesus. I command the stone to be rolled away, command it to be rolled away. That's probably better than all of it. I command the stone to be rolled away in the mighty name of Jesus that's prevented my breakthrough from coming forth. That is a supernatural prayer. And I promise you, you will see a supernatural result. And of course, Lazarus came walking forth in the natural. Okay, I think that's it for me. I'm Cardelia Reed, your spiritual life coach. You can look me up online. Uh, You can look me up on YouTube um, for my interviews I've actually done. I'm going to do another one next week. Looking forward to that. And also you can hear me on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, soon to be Spotify, um, Cardelia.com. Uh, love at Cardelia.com is an email if you want to give me feedback. Uh, I just want to mention to you, I do this on average twice a week. Love doing it. We'll continue to do it twice a week as well. I'm going to try to do an interview maybe once a month. I think that's pretty good. It may be twice. We'll see how that goes. Um, I also have spiritual life coaching sessions where I talk to people. Um, it could be via Skype. Uh, it doesn't matter. You don't have to live here in Atlanta, but it's spiritual personality assessments. We do uh, inner healing sessions, which we review and um, just give you feedback on how to prevent uh, problems in your life from coming forth continuously and also speaking engagement. So uh, thank you for listening. If nothing else, Jesus loves you. And so do I.